The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Brace yourself. I'm just ready to do it now. You wanted a better outdoor radio show, and we heard you. What is happening? An outdoor radio show for all people. Gather round, everyone. A show that all others will be judged. It's a boring old club for nerds. You demanded it, and we created it. You basically yell everything you say. Hell yeah! Let the revolution begin. Let's crank it up! This is America! Welcome to the revolution with Jim and Trav. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. Bless my outdoor TV! (laughs) Who said that? Who was that? I don't know. Man sounded handsome. <laughs> and tall. Yeah, very tall. <laughs> kind of bald. <laughs> All right, so what are we talking about? Speaking of bald. Speaking of bald, I have gone bald, but intentionally bald. It's not hereditary, right? It's not hereditary. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, so we are talking what, Jimbo, on this week's show? We're talking backwoods boot camp. Yeah, you're going to struggle with that the entire I, show. Yeah. I have a feeling uh, that's going to be a tough one. We're actually going to be joined by one of the coolest guys, I think. You know what he is? He's like the Sean Connery Uh-oh. of uh, the outdoor world, but oh, he's not he He's not British, so he's better. Um, <laughs> that is uh, Craig Bonington. Uh, he's the author and co-host of Guns and Ammo TV. Awesome dude. Um, he's going to tell us about Tajikistan. I wonder what it's like in Tajikistan. Oh, it's beautiful. I wonder what all Craig's going to teach us on today's show. <laughs> You're going to see many wonderful things. He is a teacher, though. You know that? And I love you, Craig Bonington. That's Sounds like Sean Connery. I love you too. That's actually Sean Connery, the clips, by the way. Bond, James Bond. <laughs> yes. All right, so here, that took way too long to get out. Uh, anyway, so Craig Boddington, he's going to join us in just a second. We're also going to have Daniel Vitalis. Uh, he's the host of Wild Fed on uh, Outdoor Channel. And then also Christian Berg, editor of Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine and co host of Bow Hunting Podcast. Yeah, the Bow Hunting Podcast. Uh, lots of great stuff on today's show. Lots of stuff for Jimbo to butcher, yeah. which is really <laughs> exciting. I can do that. All right, so let's get to Craig Boddington. My hero. You were a good friend. Thank you. It's Backwoods Boot Camp this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. This is going to be awesome. Now kicking off a two-part interview with Craig Boddington, author and co-host of Guns and Ammo TV on Sportsman Channel, Thursdays 9 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. He is like uh, the James Bond. Yes, he is. He's so handsome. This guy's like incredibly handsome. He doesn't shoot a Walther, though. No, he doesn't shoot a Walther, but he does go after Brockett. Uh, That is Mr. Craig Boddington, author and co-host Guns and Ammo TV, Sportsman Channel, Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, also on Outdoor Channel, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Also hop on CraigBoddington.com and buy every single book he's ever written. Mr. Craig, how's it going? Hey, good, buddy. How many books have you written so far? Uh, Exactly 30. 30? (laughs) Oh, my goodness, really? One for each day of the month. Yeah, so 30 books. Now, how how many years has that been spanning? I mean, you're 30 years old, so one per year since you were born? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I wish I was, no, but I, I, I started when I was 30 years old. So, uh, yeah, that, uh, let's see. I think the first one was, oh, clear back in about 19. 19- 82 or 83. Oh, man. You know, it, it's so neat to follow you, Mr. Craig, because you do some of the most wildest, fascinating hunts. Um, and of recent, you went down to Mexico and you were pursuing Brocket. Now, I had never heard of Brocket, but there's a red Brocket and a gray brown Brocket. Tell us about this. What is this exactly? They're deer, and, and they're probably the least known deer in 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 north america by far they're they're little deer they're about the size of a a european roebuck maybe weigh 40 pounds wow. possibly 50 the the gray brown is a little bit bigger than the red but but they're they're just so little known but you know here's the deal they they range from Oh gosh, even central Mexico, they come up along the coast all the way to Veracruz, which is really pretty far north in, in Mexico. And then they go down along the coast and the, the real bulk of them are in the Yucatan Peninsula. And then they, they range on down to the Amazon basin. And there's different brockets in South America, but we always figure North America starts at the Panama Canal, right? There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of, natural so if north america starts at the panama canal and you got these brocket deer halfway up into mexico then uh, if they're not north american game animals what are they mm. uh they're a deer uh, they shed their antlers uh, they grow little fast straight spikes for antlers they they look a lot like uh, the uh, the small African pygmy antelopes they they look a lot like the dikers but they're actually a deer uh, tend to grow straight antlers with you know branches do occur but normally they're just straight spikes once in a while you'll get one whether it's a two point or a, even a three point is possible but they're they're small deer but they're very little known and they're kind of that's kind of exciting to me I like kind of obscure stuff difficult to hunt but it's it's not an expensive hunt it's it's a jungle hunt uh and i just find them fascinating and there's so little known about them that i kind of got fixated on them i the gray brown is hard to find but there's got to be 10 gray browns for every red that became a quest so last trip to mexico was my fourth try for a red brocket and by golly i finally got one yeah well now the thing is because of the undergrowth uh, in Central America, pretty tough. But you hunted them from a Macan? Yeah, they, they call it a Machan. That, that, you know, that comes from when they used to hunt tigers from raised platforms. Of uh-huh. course, that, that's been before my time. But <laughs> yeah, a Machan is just a raised platform up in a tree. And what they do is suspend a – they build a little platform under your feet so that, so that you're relatively safe, and they string a hammock. And uh, – you know, you're not hunting randomly. They, they, we, we scout feeding areas and we look for sign and they make rubs and they make scrapes just like, like any other deer. And, and you have certain tropical plants that come up at certain times a year that concentrates them a little bit. Uh, but it's, it's tough. I mean, you're spending hours. It's, you know, it's no different than stand hunting for whitetail, except the jungle is so thick. You, you really don't see much. Uh, once in a while, uh, a, coat of, a troop of Cotamundis will come by and 
what you hope doesn't happen is spider monkeys or howler monkeys will discover you and start hollering at you from the trees around you. But but you, a lot of the time you're spending hours looking at empty forest, but sooner or later it's going to happen. Yeah, that's why Saddam was hiding in a spider hole. <laughs> that's what that whole thing was about. He didn't want to get called out. Now, since these are jungle deer, Mr. Craig, would you hunt them with a shotgun, or I mean, how would yes, you? Hunt- ab- absolutely. Okay. You know, they they are hunted with rifles. I've shot gray brown with 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 rifles, but you know, down down there, the the oscillated turkey is is really the big business. That's what people go for is the oscillated turkey, which is really a beautiful, beautiful bird. So the the outfitters all have shotguns, and it's a lot easier to just borrow the camp shotgun than it is to try to bring one in. Although you can yeah mm-hmm. yeah now was it too early in the year to uh hunt turkeys down there wouldn't it be? It, it really was yeah, yeah they we uh uh, they're around, but they just haven't started singing yet. The uh, the best time, well, nobody knows the best time for red brocket. Uh, there's so <laughs> few taken, but we think that that uh, that early March is the best time for the red. Uh, you can hunt the gray brown brocket in April at the at the same time as the best time for oscillated turkey, and and I've done that. Uh, but it's they just weren't singing. You know the those oscillated turkeys don't really gobble like our northern birds but they sing they make a different sound so you hunt them kind of in the same way but the sound is quite different yeah hey we gotta take a break can you stick around you bet absolutely great hey we're talking with craig bonington he's the author and co-host of guns and ammo tv on sportsman's channel Thursdays at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Yeah, plus Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on uh, Outdoor Channel. Now, Mr. Craig, uh, you know, we referenced your books and stuff earlier, and it's seriously such a good read. Um, if people want to get one of your incredible books and personally, or, or maybe have it uh, uh, personalized, have it signed, uh, where do we have to go to do that, buddy? <laughs> well, the, the easiest way is uh, my website, which is www.craigboddington.com. Com. Simple as that. Uh, and uh, we have a book page, and there's even a kind of a uh, inscription line where you mm-hmm. can, you know, say uh, to, to John or to Jeff or to George, or if you prefer, to the guy who taught me everything or to the, <laughs> the, the best hunter and shooter that I've ever known. And, you know, hey, the customer is always right. Yeah, the ultimate uh, red brocket hunter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this has been presented by Outdoor Channel Sportsman Channel. World Fishing Network and My Outdoor TV. Uh, you can catch so much action uh, from Mr. Craig Bonington on My Outdoor TV as well. Uh, part two with Craig Bonington right after this. Don't go anywhere. Oh, man, I'm so bored. Yeah, me too. Hey, you want to have a steering contest? Um, sure. <laughs> Need something better to do? How about check out JimandTrav.com? Everything to do with the outdoors is one click away. JimandTrav.com. Stick around. The revolution with Jim and Trav will continue right after these messages. Tommy Gomes, a.k.a. The Fishmonger, is back with a new season. Every piece of fish that comes off of your boat, you have a story. He's working to put fresh, sustainable seafood on America's tables. The public are now more aware of where their seafood comes from. They are the stewards of the sea. Farm the seas with a fishing legend. What's the catch? What's the cost? The Fishmonger. All new Mondays at 8.30 on Outdoor Channel. Are you wondering what to do with your leftover
for game meat? Turn it into delicious snacks. At High Mountain Seasonings, we have 25 jerky making kits, 14 snack and stick kits, and 20 sausage making kits. That means we have something for everybody. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back with Backwoods Boot Camp. Now let's get back to Craig Boddington, author and co-host of Guns and Ammo TV on Sportsman Channel, Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern, presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Here's part two. Hey, we are back. We're talking Backwoods Boot Camp. On this week's show, and of course, if we're doing boot camp, it's got to be Craig Boddington. This guy's a brigadier general. Uh, just came back from Mexico. Awesome uh, red brocket. You can tell hunt. by the number of awards he's got. Award. He has a billion awards is what he has. <laughs> um, now, you also, and I'm scared, I'm going to say Mr. Craig. I would never go to any of the places you go to. Did you go to, like, in February to Tajikistan? Is that how you I, say it? I did. I, I did. It was... <laughs> You know, I'll be honest, it was a last minute thing and I was I was not in shape for those mountains between <laughs> yeah. conventions and COVID and and you know, whitetail season in a in a tree stand. I was not in shape for it. Those ma- and besides that, I'm old guys. Those mountains <laughs> were tall and steep. Uh, I, I didn't have I didn't have trouble, but let's just say I got lucky. Yeah, now when you were in Tajikistan, you were going after Ibex, correct? Yes. And you took a really nice Ibex, right? I did, yes. Now, yeah. uh, there were uh, five of us in the group, and uh, three of us were successful. Uh, two were not. Uh, and so I'll tell you, mine was the smallest of the three, but by 25 years, I was the oldest in the group. So, <laughs> hey, I thought I did just fine. Yeah. Now, how did you like that uh, Jarrett 300 Win Mag? Uh, it was great. Yeah, that's that's my kind of my go-to mountain gun right now. It's built by Kenny Jarrett, but it's in 300 Win Mag, and yeah. it, and it did fine. You know, the uh, the other guys were using 300 PRCs, which is a wonderful new cartridge. And quite honestly, if I had it to do over, that's probably the cartridge I would have chosen. But it didn't exist when I got this rifle. Well, the thing is, you know, a 300 has always been my go-to rifle. You know, it's a Win Mag, and and of course I shoot a a Ruger. 77 Hawkeye, but nevertheless, yeah, yeah. The thing is, I mean, you can drive nails with my gun, and I'm sure you can with a Jarrett. Well, you you can, and you know, if you're going into unfamiliar country, especially for, you know, unfamiliar game, or you may have to shoot far, it really doesn't matter which one you choose. Any of the fast 30 calibers are about as versatile as you can possibly get. Yeah, yeah, but, I, you know, you were hunting, I think, with a Jarrett 300 Win Mag using the Hornady uh, 180 grain CX, and it was topped off with Leica. Um, which yeah, is, that, that's a, you know, the, the CX is a, a brand new Hornady bullet, really my first chance to use it. And yeah. I was, I was really pleased with it. it. It grouped well at home and we actually managed to recover the bullet from, from my Ibex. And that, that thing, after we weighed it, 99.2% of its original weight. Oh my goodness. But the thing is, 
the experience you have, there's probably very few shooters in North America that have the experience, the capability that you have. When you have that set up in your hands, it would be like me holding a bazooka, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Your your capability, you don't have to have a bigger caliber, a higher you, performing. You make the gun look good. Exactly. I mean, you paired with anything is a win-win, Mr. Craig. Well, it's, you know, it's nice to know you have the capability, but but I am not an extreme range shooter on game. I mean, my shot on that Ibex was 300 yards. No no big deal. So there's a lot of things I could have used, but, you know, goats are big and they're strong, and, and goats are pretty tough animals anyway. So, hey, yeah. with a fast 30, you don't have much to worry about. Yeah, now we've talked uh, you know, about the Brocket, and of course we talked about the Ibex, but your go-to place to hunt whitetails in Kansas, isn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, against all odds, we had a wonderful whitetail season in December, and, and we shouldn't have because the day before opening day, it went from 60 degrees at uh, at, at dark to uh, into the 80s on opening day. And, man, it, it, it did shut us down a little bit, but uh, the deer cooled off a bit. The deer started to move, and we had a wonderful season. Now, out of all the places you have been, Mr. Craig, throughout your entire career, I mean, you've been to some phenomenal places uh we were talking with jim shockey and he, he's like you kind of been there done that got the t-shirt and ate the brocket uh, <laughs> but if you had to go to one place in hunt like your favorite place what would it be jim is back home and going after moose you know um you you would think it would be some magical mystical place far away that jim shockey would want to go to but it was his home stomping grounds what would be that one place for you where it just sums up hunting your happiest, you feel most complete in the woods, nature, wherever? Well, I, I just love the whitetail hunting. And, you know, I mean, if, if you're an American hunter and you don't love whitetails, you, you've got to be a godless communist. You really <laughs> do. So I, I love my whitetail deer. But, but honest. You, you know, if you had a bucket list and you had a chance to do what you, you need to see Africa. Yeah. You, you need to see Africa just because of the great variety and the excitement. It, you know, that that's something you got to do. But but uh, back home, we love our whitetails. Yeah. And Jim is a moose guy. Good for him. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> now, also, you know, you like to go after whitetails. Overall, what is your favorite rifle? What what caliber? Oh my goodness, that depends so much on 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 what I'm hunting. Uh, you, you know, for whitetails, I shoot a seven by fifty-seven, the old seven millimeter Mauser. Wow, you can't go wrong with that. No, no, <laughs> no. You know, it's not fast or flashy, but now everybody thinks Kansas is wide open, but that's not my part of it. We're we're in heavy timbered ridges. We don't have any long shots from any of my deer stands. Well, you should shoot them with a shotgun. Yeah, they're not that close. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so we're coming up to a break again, Mr. Craig. Uh, we can watch you Guns and Ammo TV, Sportsman Channel, Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and Outdoor Channel, uh, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. But to learn more about you, your books, social media, just to keep up with you, man, where can we find you online, sir? Uh, uh, RealBoddingtons.com uh, on Facebook, Real Boddingtons, and uh, on the website, 
www.craigboddington.com. You bet. Hey, after the break, Daniel Vitalis with Wild Fed is on other channel. That's right. Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time and 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And this has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Mr. Craig, you're an absolute legend. We love having you on. Thanks so much, buddy. All right. Sounds good. Um, if you're planning on listening to us while you're getting ready in the morning, how about a courtesy flush? Stay tuned. The revolution will be right back. No steroids. I'm good. No hormones. This is going to be amazing. No grocery stores. You with me? No. <laughs> the freshest game on earth cooked to perfection. It's delicious. Imagine that you just season the fish in a way where it looks like it would taste really good. It's wild food heaven. The hunt stops with a masterpiece on your table. Oh, I'm so pumped about this. Taste of the Wild, Mondays beginning at 7 on Outdoor Channel. Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snack and sticks, buckboard bacon, finishing sauces, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. We're back. The Revolution with Jim and Travis on with Backwoods Boot Camp. Now kicking off another two-parter with Daniel Vitalis, host of Wild Fed, airing on Outdoor Channel Monday, 7.30 and 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. This is part one. Hey, we're back. We're talking Backwoods Boot Camp on this week's show. And before the break, we had Craig Boddington. I have to salute him every time we talk to him. He seems like royalty. He, he really is. does. All right, so that is uh, Mr. Craig Boddington. Make sure you watch the Guns and Ammo TV on Sportsman Channel Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Right now, being joined by Mr. Daniel Vitalis. He is the host of Wild Fed. He also has a podcast. So great. Uh, but Outdoor Channel Mondays, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time and 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Daniel, welcome back, buddy. Hi. How you guys doing pretty good you got you've traveled quite a bit since the last time we talked uh it seems like uh you know we talked about buffalo hunting the last time you were here but there's a whole lot of things going on it's spring yeah i was gonna say you talked about something on your podcast and really interesting i want to get into is falconry i didn't realize in our home state of kansas we actually have a falconry season i didn't know that yeah they taste like chicken yeah. <laughs> they taste like chicken. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's only about 4,000 people in the United States who actually still do falconry. So it's sort of um, this art that really needs recruitment. We need people getting into it. So I've got a friend, uh, Everett Headley, who does it, had him on the show to talk about it. And I'm hoping to get out with him and make an episode of Wild Fed in the future where we can actually hunt a meal with some of his birds. Yeah. Do you Do you actually go out and kind of steal from the nest to get a little one or do you trap them or how do you get your own falcon yeah i mean i'm not speaking from experience of being a falconer but haven't spoken to him about it they are trapping them primarily so you're basically locating falcons uh, of the species that you want he's hunting a peregrine right now he used to hunt a red-tailed hawk which is a much bigger bird of course but but yeah you go out and you're scouting and you're looking for birds you set a trap and you stay there to make sure you catch the birds you want and it's got to be a first year bird so I, I don't think you know the days of uh, rappelling off the cliff to the nest kind of thing I don't <laughs> think that's really happening anymore but but yeah you trap them and then very frequently they let them go within a year or two now you have in your state a gray squirrel falconry 
season. Is it hard? Can you say that 10 times fast? No, I can't even say it once <laughs> right. Uh, is it hard to train Falcons? I don't. I mean, I, don't, I have no idea how you do that. You know, he was telling me that basically you have uh, like a long apprenticeship period, a couple of years before you're even really allowed to be out on your own doing it. Really? And remember, you know, one of the things you guys mentioned, my uh, bison hunt out at Standing Rock, you know, when we were out there, the, the native folks, the tribal uh, people there kept wanting to give us eagle feathers. And it was like, hey, this is a beautiful gift, but yeah. it's federally illegal to possess raptor parts. So you think about... Well, you know, if you're going to possess a falcon, you need like federal permitting because this is you can't even have feathers or claws from one of these birds. So to have a live one is a pretty serious responsibility. So it's not something you can just go out and get a shotgun and go turkey hunting. It's not like that. You get this falcon, but you also you you need to have a uh, you're an apprentice. You need to have a mentor for a couple of years before you're even allowed to be out there doing it on your own. Can you uh, imagine the first time you get your crazy falcon or or red tail hawk or whatever it may be? Yeah, you've been with them a couple of years you've had a couple of beers together and next thing you know <laughs> hey let's go out and, and see if we can find a rabbit you get out there and it takes off with your rabbit and you never see him again what makes them want to come back to you yeah they don't need to uh come back to you and uh that's a thing so in the beginning they're starting off with something like a leash to kind of keep them attached but eventually on their first flight if they want to leave they can and it's not like a relationship with a dog where you have an emotional connection. So you basically have to convince the bird that hunting with you is better than hunting on its own wow. and that you're a worthy hunting partner. So, <laughs> you know, a lot of us have had hunting partners over the years that maybe weren't that good. And uh, if you're like that, the bird's <laughs> going to leave you. So you got to be a good hunting partner. In other words, you got to help that bird get more game than that bird thinks it can get on its own. So you're out there flushing game for them. And I think it's cool. They were, he was telling me that some folks actually hunt with dogs and the birds. So you really? Get the dogs flushing game. And then there's even one species uh, that they'll hunt with where the birds can hunt in a pack together. Whoa. So sometimes you got multiple animals and sometimes multiple animal species. I love that idea of a person, a bird, and a dog all coordinating together. Uh, probably the most interesting thing I learned was prior to the invention, you know, you think about how we hunt most birds. We hunt them with shotguns. Yeah. Right? And he said prior to the invention of the shotgun, this was kind of your most efficient. You know, today it's not very efficient, but then but before you had – Scattershot like that, you know, having a bird to hunt with was the way you got birds. So ducks, grouse, birds like that. Yeah. Uh, once again, hanging out with Daniel Vitalis, the host of Wild Fed. You can catch all this cool stuff like this on Wild Fed Outdoor Channel Monday, 7.30 and 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Plus, you got to uh, listen to the uh, Wild Fed podcast. Now, another thing, it's so you're so fascinating. You're multifaceted. <laughs> Um, you were, you were talking about maple sugaring season is upon you guys are coming up in Maine. Now you're actually going to make sugar as a substitute instead of just regular maple syrup, right? You know, we learned how to, there's maple trees around the world and yeah. you, you can only do this in a place where you have freezing temperatures at night and warm temperatures during the day. So in Europe, they had maple trees, but they didn't have the ability to, to make maple syrup. So we learned this from the native people of the Northeast who were doing it. Mm. And they didn't have mason jars, turns out. So they, uh, <laughs> they would actually cook it all the way down to a sugar and store it usually sort of in like envelopes made of uh, oil boxes made out of birch bark and things like that. So we didn't really have maple syrup until Europeans started canning it. And uh, so we always think, oh, that's the product. But actually, the original product is the sugar. 
And um, I'm finding that's a little bit easier to use. You know, it's like you only eat so many pancakes, but if your wife likes to bake cookies or something <laughs> like that, then having that sugar around is great. Now, you'd think if you took a, a – le- a, like let's say you took a quart jar of maple syrup and you were like, I'm going to cook that to sugar, you would think you'd end up with less volume. But actually, a, a, a quart of maple syrup turns into about a quart and a quarter of the sugar because it kind of fluffs up really? when you produce it. Yeah. yeah, it's really neat. So you're boiling it down, boiling it down, and then it gets to this point where the temperature just spikes, and then all of a sudden the last moisture disappears, and right in the pan in front of you, it just starts to puff out and turn into sugar. And then that sugar can be substituted any way that you'd use white sugar, except now you're getting those extra minerals like manganese and and uh, magnesium and things like that. So you're getting all this extra nutrition that you wouldn't get in white sugar. You bet. Mm. Hey, Daniel, we got to take a break. Can you stick around? Sure can. All right. Hey, we're talking with Daniel Vitalis. Of course, he's the host of Wild Fed on Outdoor Channel Mondays at 730 and 1030 Eastern Time. He's kind of like the tatted up Rachel Ray. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Daniel Vitalis, yeah, Wild Wildfed, you you have to watch his show. Uh, all new episodes, plus check his uh, <laughs> podcast. Where can we find you online, buddy? Oh, wild-fed.com and uh, at Daniel Vitalis on Instagram. That's right. And this has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine uh, when you go falconry hunting at himtnjerky.com. Part two with Daniel Vitalis right after this. Don't go anywhere. Now you must fly away from these woods and bring back something, a possum, a squirrel, anything to keep us alive. So be gone, my friend. Bring us life. Bring us life. The Falconer. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Come on, pick up the phone. Drop us a line every now and then. What's our damn phone number? 785-846-7647 or anytime at JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The revolution will continue after these short messages. It's time to reimagine the off-road experience because Yamaha has reimagined the side-by-side. Available in either two- or four-seat models, the Wolverine R-Max 1000 lineup sets a new benchmark in the off-road world. Featuring a 999cc parallel twin engine, aggressive tires, and an automotive-style cabin. And select models include high-performance Fox IQS in-cab adjustable suspension, all-new D-Mode to optimize power delivery, an integrated Yamaha Adventure Pro navigation system, and much more. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to learn more about the Wolverine R-Max 1000. It's time to get out there and realize your adventure with Yamaha. Professional driver on closed course. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specifications subject to change. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Backwoods Boot Camp. Now let's rejoin the boys and Daniel Vitalis, host of Wild Fed, airing on Outdoor Channel, Mondays at 7.30 and 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here's part two. Hey, we are back. We're talking Backwoods Boot Camp on this week's show. Before the break, of course, we had Daniel Vitalis on. He is the host of Wild Feed. Fed. Wild Fed. They so feed on there. They're fed. He does. He feeds on seals sometimes. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> now, in a new episode, uh, you went to... He didn't kill Flipper, did he? No, you went to Newfoundland. 
uh, which is so amazing. Just I mean, a little north. Yeah, kind of north. I think it's the easternmost point up there, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, but you kind of connected with this lady, I think a food culture place or something like that. Uh, and what did you guys do up there? Yeah, so you're, first of all, I want to say for us Americans, we always want to say Newfoundland, but uh, they they get really specific. Newfoundland. Oh. They were their own country till the night, I think around 1946. So they're pretty proud people. <laughs> and uh, there's they. I thought they were very north because it's like about a thousand miles from here in Maine, where I am. I always think I'm in Maine. I'm really north. Yeah. And then you start talking to Canadians. You say, "Oh, I'm from the north." They laugh at you. <laughs> well, we were up there. I said, "Oh, it must be wild to live this far north." And they just laughed at me. They're like, "Are you kidding? We're only halfway up Canada." <laughs> north. But, uh, yeah, they're so far east. They're an hour and a half. Time difference. Really? So kind of a strange little place. They an have hour and a so half? much hunting. Of everywhere I've ever been, that is a place where you can openly be a hunter or angler and just everybody's okay with it. It's just part of the culture there. There's no there's no pushback against that. And you can buy seal fur in the stores up there. So really? They have a sealing season, which is really incredible and important to them. And, uh, yeah, you know, I didn't get to hunt seals myself. It's actually, uh, you know, if you're not Canadian, you can't do it. And if you want to even observe it, you have to take a special course first just oh, yeah. to be allowed to go watch it. But I did get to eat some seal while we were there. So I had some seal backstrap, which was just like the most awesome venison, you know, beautiful steaks. But we did a lot up there. We fished cod up there. We went scalloping. We went gathered seaweed. We cooked different snails. I mean, there's so much going on up there. That's like a real untapped resource. There's so many moose there that when you're in the passenger seat of a car at night, your job is just to spot the whole night. Oh. They're just terrified of them running out in front of you. Yeah. yeah. Lori, in her, her recent cookbook, she has that recipe, seal uh, flipper supper with doughboys. I like the first two ingredients, two fresh seal flippers. <laughs> well, you we know, need that. <laughs> you know, you don't see that very often, Daniel. Not you know, Kroger's. when they say seal flipper, what, what I pictured, because I kept hearing that, <laughs> I didn't realize when they say that, they mean the shoulder. You oh, know? do they so really? That's a that's a shoulder roast, but all of us were picturing the flipper part there. <laughs> that's what but, I was saying. Uh, yeah, that's what that that's what they call the shoulder. Really, that is so mm-hmm. cool. It's such a game rich area. Um, you know, they'll they'll laugh at you for saying that, but then they'll say they're sorry. You know, <laughs> they're very very polite people. Um, the culture is just so neat up there, and the the whole experience. It, would you say out of all you've been to so many incredible places, Daniel? Uh, it probably one of the most diverse, interesting, cool places to go. Yeah, you feel like you're out of time there a little bit. You know, they've got that accent. They sound almost Scottish or Irish there. Yeah. You know, you don't feel like you're really even in North America because you feel like almost like you're in the UK or out in the Atlantic somewhere. And like I said, it's just a place of hunting and fishing. So, you know, in so many weird things, like they use ice that, you know, in their drinks, like you get a cocktail, it's ice from the icebergs that break up from the ice pack and float into shore. You know, I mean, it's just this really bizarre and strange place. And and if if I think it's a really good destination for hunters and anglers. In fact, while I was there, you know, we didn't have a lot of luck doing it, but we were able to, to fish for wild Atlantic salmon. Now, down here, as you guys know, that fish is on the endangered species list. Oh, yeah. There's nowhere you can fish wild Atlantic salmon. But I was able to get a couple tags up there for fly fishing. So, you know, barbless hooks and all of that, you can actually catch you know, keep and eat wild Atlantic salmon. I mean, there's just some opportunities up there that are unlike anywhere else and place I'm definitely looking forward to getting back to. My, I'm lucky to be married to a Canadian. My wife's from Quebec, from Montreal. So oh, really? I know all about those. Sorry. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, 
So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward later in life to spending a lot of time up there in Canada hunting and fishing. Yeah. Now, now the thing is, we're coming into spring. We've only got another week or so, and spring will be here according to the calendar. But nevertheless, you know, you're in the middle of a snowstorm. We had snow last week. But nevertheless, the springtime of the year, a lot of uh, the people who first came to this country looked to that time of year to be able to go out and forage. I mean, I don't know exactly when fiddleheads come on, but Maine has got to be filled with fiddleheads. Yeah, as soon as the water starts to recede on our riverbanks, because our best foraging of the year and right in the spring is on the river floodplain. So those river floodplains are going to flood because there's all this water from the snow and all that runoff. And then as that recedes, there's so much minerals in that soil. It's really, really rich. And what we call the spring ephemerals are going to come up, these short-lived spring plants they they try to get up and out of the soil before there's leaves on the trees so they got they're ephemerals we call them because they do their whole life cycle before the trees leaf out so early spring yeah we'll be getting into our fiddlehead and our ramps as well and there's a few other species um so that time is coming right up and it's really exciting and and you know the this time of year what's going on is is it's they're so early in the year there's no insects yet so the plants don't need all those bitter compounds that keep insects from eating them so they taste great because after a few months, the insects come out. And, of course, these plants have to get real gross tasting in order to protect themselves from all the insects. So we're harvesting them before that. But we'll get into our fiddleheads, our ramps, and a bunch of other unusual short-lived plants as well, like our dwarf ginseng, for instance, which is a species of ginseng that produces a root about the size of a garbanzo bean, like a chickpea. Oh, wow. And uh, you can eat that and get all those same benefits you get from ginseng. So we got some really fun stuff on the way. All right, Mr. Daniel Vite. Talis, the host of WildFed on Outdoor Channel, all new season currently airing Monday, 7 and 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. This has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out, YamahaMotorsports.com. Now, Mr. Daniel, again, all of your socials, your podcast, your partners, upcoming episodes, you dish out uh, so much incredible information all the time, buddy. Uh, just to learn more about the outdoors, hunting, fishing, foraging, where can we find you online, buddy? Yeah, my podcast, Wild Fed, get that anywhere there's podcasts. I'm at Daniel Vitalis on Instagram. And if you go to wild-fed.com, you get access to everything there. And uh, check out my supplement company, surthrival.com. That's where I sell all my favorite supplements in uh, wild superfoods. Those are words to live by. Hey, after the break, we've got Christian Berg, editor of Peterson's Hunting Magazine and co-host of the Bowhunting Podcast. That's right. Christian Berg is coming up next. Big D, Mr. Daniel. Love you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks, guys. Take care. Finally, a radio show where class and social grace are optional. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Stay tuned. The doofuses will continue next. I'm Steven Ranella. We bought a boat on the internet, sight unseen. We're putting it in situations it was definitely not designed to handle. Let's go try to sink this thing. With 10 of the most interesting anglers we know, they'll each get one day to make whatever modifications they want. I want to drop a grill in as far away from the uh, gas tank as possible. One boat, 2,500 miles, unlimited bad ideas. Das Boat, series premiere Monday, May 2nd at 8 p.m. on Outdoor Channel. Chardonnay finishing sauce is one of the many tasty treats that awaits you at High Mountain Seasonings. Order your jerky and sausage kits, snack and sticks, marinades, rubs and shakers, and more by going to HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. 
Thanks for tuning into the Revolution with Jim and Trav with Backwoods Boot Camp. Now, please welcome Christian Berg, editor of Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine and co-host of the Bow Hunting Podcast, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back, and uh, I got to say, our next guest, man, he knows everything about bow hunting. He is CB Christian Berg. He is the editor, Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine. He is also the co-host of the Bow Hunting Podcast, the Bow Hunting Podcast. I'm so excited, Mr. Christian. How's it going, buddy? Well, it's always going well when I get together with you two. I mean, uh, if anybody has figured out nuclear fusion, I'm pretty sure it's Jim <laughs> and Trap because the, it's like the, they have finally discovered the source of like free unlimited energy and it's you two <laughs> yeah we're shipping it off to the ukraine see i think the smartest guy in this whole conversation is your co-host mark demko and he's not even here okay <laughs> <laughs> you got, you got... well you know we flipped the coin and uh you know heads he wins tails i lose so either way i was getting stuck with <laughs> no i love your podcast man uh very informational and, and one thing i do like unlike our show that's really about nothing um, his it, show's about nothing. No, his show is about something. Ours is just scatterbrained. Um, but no, you well, guys I'm, really focus on strictly just bow hunting, all forms of bow hunting. Um, and whether that's crossbow hunting, longbow, recurve, it doesn't matter. You guys cover all the bases of bow hunting. Yeah, I mean, anything to do with bow hunting. If you're a bow hunter, you want to listen to the bow hunting podcast. Yeah. Well, you guys, a couple recent episodes, you did cover shed hunting, which I thought was really informational. Um, but you got into saddle hunting and one sticking. Now, we've talked about saddle hunting with you before, but we had never got into one sticking. It's a tactic for climbing. It's a climbing method. Um, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I've never gotten into one sticking either, but my guest on that episode, Greg Stacks, yeah, like the one stick guru. And so, yeah, one sticking is like the craze that's sweeping the nation. It's like Beatlemania all over again, <laughs> except it's the middle-aged white guys going 20 feet up a tree with, with a single climbing stick yeah. and then rappelling down like Tarzan. So, I mean, if that doesn't get you excited, and I told you guys I'm not even wearing clothes for the interview today, so just imagine. <laughs> You know, what that looks like out in the woods now with, with this, it's kind of scary when you think about it. But it really is a great way for people to shed weight, go deeper. Um, or even if you're just hunting somewhere where you only have to walk a couple hundred yards from the truck, the one-stick method makes it a lot easier to switch it up. You know, maybe hunt from a different tree uh, or make a little bit of a move on a deer. And you don't have to carry a whole bunch of stuff out there. So I'm all for lightening the load and you know, I might give it a try. It, it sounds kind of scary, but if yeah. Greg can do it, I can do it. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. You don't wear clothes in interviews. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah now, now, the thing is, we're coming up on spring bear hunting and also spring turkey hunting. Do you find more people going using a bow instead of a shotgun for uh, those animals? For turkeys, especially. I mean, yeah, bear spring bear hunting, bow hunting for bears is super popular, but a lot of that, of course, is up in Canada, north of the border, and so that really got dinged these last couple of years because of COVID. And since I don't like talking about COVID, I'm going to go switch over and talk about turkeys. Because turkey <laughs> hunting, bow hunting for turkeys is 
absolutely gone nuts. You know, a matter of fact, I hear a lot of complaints from my fellow bow hunters about all these guys that are like jumping in their trucks every spring and driving and doing these big turkey these turkey tours, as they're called, have gotten really popular. And so people are getting together with a few buddies and hitting the road. And like for me here in Pennsylvania, if you're back on the East Coast like me, a lot of people love to jump and we come invade your neck of the woods, man. We're coming to Kansas and Nebraska and maybe the Dakotas. We're going to come out there and kill your turkeys because they're dumber and there's more <laughs> of them. And, and we like fried turkey tenders. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think he's really talking about us, Jim. Um, and so, no, uh, one thing I do. <laughs> yeah. He, he also said that we have no, no, nuclear kinda, fusion. Like, <laughs> it well, takes yeah, smart people to do that. Smart, too. You guys are like the Kramer. I mean, when I think of you guys in Seinfeld, I don't think of, like, George. I think Kramer. You guys are big thinkers. You got a lot of ideas. You know what I mean? And you're always kind of like, you always have something going. You're hustling. Well, you know what I mean? speaking of having things going, I'm going to say probably my favorite issue of uh, Peterson's bow hunting is the March issue, which is the equipment issue. And uh, something I always look forward to, I think you have like uh, 125 new innovations to help you succeed. One thing that you reviewed, and and I I really kind of want to get your take on this, is 10 points nitro 505. Now that stands for it can shoot 505 feet per second, fastest crossbow. But you did a little test, and what did you come up with? That that nitro 505 through my chronograph here out in the yard, (laughs) I was getting like 511, 515 feet per second, which was unbelievable. Wow. Funny story about that, too. That And that's with a 400-grain uh, bolt. Wow. Funny thing about that crossbow, when they first sent it to me, I, I, I did some video for um, – for a review that we put on our YouTube channel, and I wasn't getting the, the advertised 505 feet per second. I was coming in at about 485 feet per second, and I, I couldn't understand it. I was scratching my head. I thought, surely these 10-point guys didn't name the bow 505, and it doesn't make it. Yeah. And uh, come to find out, they sent me some heavier arrows <laughs> than the ones that they advertised their speed claim with. So I was like, why did you guys do that? So thankfully, I wasn't able to reshoot all the stuff I did at that pro shop but i was able to go out on uh, launch day here the day that they debuted the crossbow out in my yard and shoot it through the chrono on facebook live and show people how fast that thing was i mean that's mind-boggling i can't even run any faster than like 400 feet per second so <laughs> yeah. that that thing is going to take me down well you forgot your jock strap is what yeah. you did <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've been talking to Christian Berg, and of course, he's the editor of Peterson Bowhunting Magazine and also the Bowhunting Podcast. Yeah, alongside Mark Demko, and again, the smart one. Uh, the smart <laughs> one. He is the all the all time smart one. Uh, to get the podcast, to get the magazine, all that good stuff. Uh, and again, they really got to pick up the the 2022 equipment issue. It is fantastic. It seriously is one of my favorite issues every single year. Uh, where do we have to head to online, buddy? It's bowhuntingmag.com, and uh, I try to bring something <laughs> fresh to every appearance because I want to make sure you invite me back. <laughs> well, you have succeeded, my friend. All right, we got to get to a break. We will return. Oh, by the way, this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Uh, we will return right after this. <laughs>
JimandTrav.com, your portal to the power of our interwebs. I have to get online. Read blogs, get expert advice from our hunting and fishing professionals, product reviews with Buyer Bust, and connect directly with Jim and Trav. JimandTrav.com. Don't move. The revolution will return in a few moments. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67, I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found out that I had medical problems. He told me that was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days' time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort, and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now. Receive free shipping with the code word AL. Go to balance7.com. That's balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to balance7.com. Use the code word AL. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim. With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak. I do have new shorts. <laughs> well, I got Hollywood legs. But- I, I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors, Mr. Jim. I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the grandpappy. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week talking about Backwoods Boot Camp. But uh, we had Craig Boddington on. Uh, he's with Guns and Ammo TV. Daniel Vitalis, host of Wild Fed. And then also Christian Bird. Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine and the Bow Hunting Podcast. Uh, Jimbo, last word, big guy. You know, we're almost to, matter of fact, some places around the country, turkey season has already opened. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's coming up. Also, hammer home firearm safety and make sure you hop on JimandTrav.com. You can cruise through all of our stuff. You can, you know, write us messages, tell us how much you hate the show. Uh, but we do appreciate you listening, even if you do write bad feedback. Uh, anyways, we got to get to break. We will return next week, won't we, Jimbo? Yes, we will. That's right. God bless you, the United States of America. We love you all so much.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.